And this event is brought to you by Real Estate IQ, the number one in deal finding, providing you with more than 45,000 leads every month. Our speaker for today, I do apologize for that. Our speaker for today is Joseph James. So he's, he's the leader, the head and the mind of ROI Muse. And it is my pleasure. And we missed you, Joe. It's been, it's just a week, but we missed you. And today, everyone will be tackling two topics for Joe's webinar for today. So Joe, let me give the floor to you now. All right, let me share my screen. Thank you, Jeff, for the introduction. All right, let me know if you can see my screen. Yep, looks great on my end, Joe. Okay, we will get right to it. And hopefully you can hear me okay as well. Yep, sounds good and this presentation is good, so. All right, let's get started. Uh, again, uh, I apologize that I couldn't make it last week. Uh, so uh, we had, I had something urgent come up that uh, I had to tend to. So uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to cover last week's topics and this week's topics. So, uh, so we may go a little bit over today because we're covering a lot uh, of concepts today. All right, so let's get started. Welcome, thanks for joining us. And so this is uh, the five-week multifamily series that uh, we started in the beginning of October. So today is the last session. So the week one, we talked about fundamentals of multifamily investing. Then week two, we talked about how to find multifamily deals, uh, how to analyze multifamily deals. And last week we missed it, the due diligence part. So I'm going to cover the due diligence today. And then we will also discuss how to structure your deals uh, using other people's money. So those are the uh, topics that we'll be covering today. So a uh, little bit about myself. My name is Joseph James. Um, I'm a CCIM, which is one of the designations that you can achieve as a commercial broker once you have done enough transactions. Uh, I'm the CEO of ROI Muse. ROI Muse is a, a tools and training company. We primarily provide real estate investment training and analysis tools, and we also train commercial real estate brokers, uh, commercial real estate investors, multifamily investors, residential realtors, and investors as well. Uh, I'm a commercial real estate broker as well myself. I'm based in Dallas, Texas, and uh, I have a, my commercial group in Dallas, and I'm also a commercial real estate developer. So we have a a lot of his, uh, lot of history and a lot of uh, experience uh, in the real estate world, and I also do one-on-one -on -one coaching and also group coaching. All right, so we have a group coaching program that just started a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I will talk about that at the end. Uh, if you're not heard about that yet, we already have 150 people actively participating in this program. Great value. I'll talk about that at the end of the class. So stick around uh, till the end. All right, so today what we're going to get into first is uh, multifamily due diligence, right? So, I mean, this concept that you're going to learn applies to all commercial properties. So not only multifamily, office properties, retail properties, industrial properties, uh, hotels, uh, you know, uh, self-storage buildings, you know, if you're doing land development, uh, and also for single family. So some of this stuff you're going to learn today, you can apply that towards your single family uh, duplex, triplex properties as well. So we're going to get into the due diligence part. So let's talk about the strategic, like what I call the strategic analysis framework. So, so this is again, giving you a mindset, right? Or giving you a framework on how to approach due diligence. So the first thing you are going to do is you want to find out or define your objectives. What are you trying to accomplish? So you, that should be pretty clear in your mind, right? What, what are you, you know, what is your goals, right? So that should be pretty clear even before you start analyzing any property. Establish your decision criteria. So this is something that we go into details about how to do it in our coaching programs, where in order to make decisions, you need to know what your criteria is going to be like. Are you going to be buying based on cash on cash return? Are you going to be buying based on equity capture? Are you going to be buying based on yield? 
And how much do you want? How much work do you want to do? How much risk do you want to take? You know, there's, and what is your goals? What is your financial goals? And how fast do you want to achieve your financial goals? So there are a lot of things that goes into establishing your decision criteria, but we go into that details in that in our programs. And then identify alternatives, right? Anytime uh, you're trying to invest in something, you want to, at that given point of time, you want to look at what is the best opportunity for you, right? So if you're looking at one deal, I always recommend people to look at maybe two or three deals at the same time. So, you know, this is the best opportunity for you, either from, you know, how much time you're going to spend on the deal or how much money you're going to invest in the deal. All right. So let's get into the actual framework. So these are things that, uh, that you need to focus on, right? So first one is the market. The, what is happening in the market? Is the market declining or is the market appreciating, right? So that's the number one question. Or in, and when you go into a specific locale, you have to look at, you know, what is happening in, the, in that particular area? Is there some new development going on, a new employer coming to town? Those are all things that affect that particular area, right? So it's not just a broad what's happening in the, in the macroeconomic sense, but it's also about your, lo- you know, your local, hyper-local area, what's happening in the market there. You have to look at your competitive analysis, right? You have to look at, uh, you know, if you're going to buy a multifamily property, what is your competition in the nearby areas, right? So is there a lot of other properties? How much are they charging for rent? What are their advantages? You know, what kind of amenities do they have? So those are your competitive analysis. Then obviously the location and site. So you have to, you know, take a deeper look at the location and the site itself. Uh, you know, is the site has any issues, you know, there's any, is there any flooding issues or is there any, you know, crime issues or is there any zoning issues? So all of those things part, become part of that, uh, that analysis. Then the physical analysis, right? This is your inspections and your environmental assessments and all the other studies that you're going to do at the property. And then uh, you're going to have the legal analysis, which is the title commitment, you know, looking at the leases, you know, looking at all the contracts in place and also looking at zoning, and any restrictive covenants and things like that, right? So those are things all part of your legal analysis. And then uh, the big one is the financial analysis, right? You have to look at the current operations of the property, or if it's a development project, you're looking at, you know, hey, what's the pro forma uh, returns on the property? So that is the underwriting part, right? So you're going to be underwriting the property based on historical performance and also based on how you think that you're going to be able to manage the property and what we can achieve. So our third week, we talked a lot about underwriting properties. So go back and watch that class about how to do financial analysis of your investment. And then last but not least is operational, right? So once you take over the property, how are you going to operate the property? How are you going to manage the property? What are you going to do to the property, right? To increase the value of the property or are you going to be looking for stabilized properties? So this kind of gives you an overview of some of the different big buckets, I would call, right? These are the big buckets that you need to, you know, be, uh, you know, looking for, right? Again, as you get more experience, you're going to get, you know, this is going to just be second nature. Uh, Initially, use the framework, right? So that you don't miss anything. All right, so... Again, this, this is another framework, which is a lot of businesses use this. So this is called a SWOT analysis, like SWOT or SWOT analysis. So you're looking at the strengths at that, at that location or that property. You're looking also looking at weaknesses. You're looking at opportunities. And you're also looking for threats. So SWOT, right? That's a SWOT analysis, which is a pretty very common framework that is used pretty much by every business out there, right? When they're looking at opportunities. So get into the habit of once you do your analysis, like the strategic analysis model that we talked about before, once you're done with this, then go back and summarize it using your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. 
So that will help you identify any potential issues or, you know, you can, you know, you can start scoring, okay, the strengths outweigh the threats or, you know, opportunities big enough, right? You know, so this is, gives you another framework to uh, analyze properties. Again, we are talking about here, you know, analyzing multi-million dollar apartment complexes, right? So this is something that you take it very seriously because most of the time we are asking investors to you know, come with us and invest with us. So you have to really do your, learn how to do your due diligence and underwriting and think about you know, all those different things that can go wrong at a property, everything that can go right at the property. And then that's all become part of your analysis uh, for a multifamily property. All right, so I'm going to go through this really quick because there is a lot here, right? And actually we have a due diligence, due diligence checklist or an ebook that I can send to anybody who's interested. All you need to do is email support at roimuse.com and we'll be happy to send you that uh, for free. Uh, so, but this is all in that ebook. So this is some of the things that you start with, you know, so when you, let's say you're looking at a property, you're going to ask the seller for, I'm going to, you know, and again, all of this, you don't need all of this initially. Some of this is going to be on after you have the property under contract. Initially, we usually start with, I want to see the rent roll. I want to see the PNL. PNL means the profit and loss statement for the last 12 months. And maybe what capital improvements have you done on the property? You know, how much did you spend in the last couple of years improving the property? So those are like the three most important things that I'm going to ask for before, uh, before we, we, you know, we go into contract or LOI or anything like that, right? So once you're in, you know, once you're in contract, and these are some of the things that you want to, this is, look at this as a checklist, right? So I'm not saying that you have to go request all of this. And most of the time, you're not going to get all of this, right? But these are some of the things that you can go through and see, do I need to ask for this? Is it important in this particular situation? So rent roll, obviously very important. You know, current lease is obviously very important. Uh, the reconciliation statement, that's mostly for commercial properties, not for multifamily, right? That is when, you know, there's a tenant reconciliation process between landlord and tenants uh, for operating expenses. So that is, you know, you can ignore that for multifamily. Uh, inventory of personal property, you know, what is, what is there, what are they conveying? Uh, with, the, with the sale of the property. You know, it could be simple things as you know, uh, equipment, like you know, lawnmowers or uh, ladders or you know, other equipment at the property. Those are all considered personal properties. Uh, notes and deeds, deed of trust for, you know, that you're going to be assuming. If you're not going to be assuming it, if it's a free and clear then, uh, transaction, then you don't need to worry about that. Uh, all agreements, right? Management agreements, utility contracts, all of that stuff, very important. Uh, utility capacity letter is usually for new construction. You know, when you're, if you're thinking about new construction, then you want to know what is the utility uh, availability in that area, right? So that's called a utility capacity. And you want copies of all warranties. You know, if they have some new HVACs or if you have installed a new roof, you want to make sure you get all those warranties. Uh, insurance, copies of insurance policies, you know, tax statements, uh, you know, all of that's important. And also any leasing and commission agreements that you'd be assuming. So if you are taking over a property and then you find out later on, oh, there's an agreement in place that you owe somebody commissions in the future, then, you, you, you know, you better need to know that before you acquire the property. And then uh, the building itself, you know, you want to try to get hold of the, you know, the as-built plans, right? Because at some point you may want to refer to the architectural plans and permits and, you know, what, how things were installed at that property. Uh, again, this applies to multifamily and commercial properties. Uh, copies of utilities, right? You want to see how much they are spending for utilities and you may want to see, you know, I put 24 months in here, but most of the time we just want to see, you know, maybe six months of utilities or if you want to see the entire year, 12 months, that give you the seasonal variations, right? So you can see that, okay, in December, heating bill was higher. 
versus and you know the water bill was higher in in, you know, in the summer months for things like that right so that is why you want to try to at least get 12 months worth of utilities uh, of invoices uh, then obviously if there's any environmental assessment and things like that done then you want a copy of that but the bank is going to require you to do one you know either it's a phase one or phase two so if you have one already done then maybe you can save some cost you know if the bank will accept that so those are some of the things you ask for uh, copies of surveys plats building measurements uh, profit and loss statement now we're getting into the financial analysis part uh, sometimes we ask for you know uh, depending on how much you trust the seller uh, if it, the property is managed by a, a, a reputable third-party management company, then we kind of trust that, okay, they are not lying about some of the numbers, right? So, but in other cases, a lot of the time it's self-managed or, you know, it's not, you know, managed professionally, then you may want to corroborate your numbers with asking for bank statements from the, from the seller or also tax returns of the seller to make sure that what they're showing you as financials is correct and it's aligned with you know what they what they're telling Uncle Sam, right? So those are things that you know you can ask for. Uh, list of capital improvements, very important, right? Because capital improvements, if you go back and look at our you know our week one when we talked about the you know analysis framework, we talked about capital improvements is not usually included in your PNL, right? It's not part of your NOI to calculate the value, but you want to know how much capital improvements they have done, how much money they have spent, you know what have they done. So you get an idea about how much deferred maintenance is that the property and also what, how much you should budget for in the future, right? Uh, for capital improvements. Uh, again, if you don't ask for it and if you don't miss it, you miss it, you may overpay for the property because your, your cash flow will never happen, right? If the property has too much uh, capitalization needs. Uh, copies of, uh, you know, lost run report, right? So basically, you know, if they are insurance claims there. Uh, the reason for that is, you know, if they had insurance claims there, most likely you might end up paying a higher premium, right? So you want to know how many claims have they done in the past couple of years. And so you can get some insurance codes and see if that's going to affect you when you change owners. Uh, I think some of those insurance you know, claims might stay with the property. Some of them you know, stays with the, the actual owner. So, so you have to talk to your insurance agent about that. And copies of any inspection report, any, any studies they have done, any inspections they have done. Uh, then now we're getting into the permits, right? So, you know, a multifamily property, typically, depending on where it is, you're going to need a city permit, you know, uh, a permit, you need a certificate of occupancy, and you also need a permit to operate a multifamily property. So you want to make sure those are current and, uh, you know, and on file. And uh, you also want to ask about any, is there any code violations, right? Have you been cited for any code violations? Uh, I mean, very important to know, right? Uh, those are things that if you don't ask, you don't get. Uh, then obviously you want to go to the city and make sure that you understand the zoning and there is no zoning changes you know, proposed, not only your property, anything nearby, right? Because anything that happens nearby might affect the value of your property, right? So you want to make sure that, you know, nothing major is happening uh, in, in, in your immediate, immediate vicinity. Uh, any po police reports, you know, you can, you know, go online and look for police reports in the area to see if there's any crime on the property or, you know, sometimes if there's a murder on the property, it gets hard to finance that property, or you, you may end up having to put uh, a lot more down payment uh, if there is a significant crime or, you know, even a one incidence of, you know, murder, even if it's a random something that happened at the property, it does happen occasionally, right? You know, we live in a community where things like that happen. So, but you need to know what's going on before you purchase the property or before you spend a lot of money 
uh, in, in you know for your due diligence. Then ask for uh, if there's an HOA or a property owners association POA. Then again, that really doesn't apply to a multifamily property. That's usually uh, well, if you're buying a duplex or something like that, then there might be an HOA in place. But uh, for commercial properties, you know, office condos or things like that, you know, you really want to know what the bylaws, uh, what are the restrictions, and what are some of the guiding uh, rules for your HOA and uh, property owners association POA. Uh, then ask for invoices for any major repairs, right? Roof, 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 roof repairs, foundation repairs, HVAC, or you know the major items, right? So you make sure that you ask for invoices and any warranties on all of those major repairs. All right, so now we're getting into the contract, right? So let's say we get the property on the contracts. Now you are on the clock, right? That's why we call time is of the essence, right? So you're, you're basically, your countdown begins as soon as you sign those, you know, as soon as you sign the deal, right? So now you have certain num number of days to do your due diligence, you know, so you have to get moving very quickly, right? You have to make sure that your earnest money and option fees delivered on time, you know, because you don't want, you know, to lose the deal because you didn't do the right things that you're required by the contract. Uh, schedule your inspection as soon as possible. You know, as soon as you get title commitment, you know, review the title commitment, have your attorney review it, uh, UCC search and survey, things like that. Make sure that you're studying those and, you know, having your title company and your attorney review those to make sure there's no hair on the deal. And also, also timely submit a repair amendment. So a lot of the time we call it uh, retrading, right? So renegotiating the price is called retrading. So basically, once you've done your due diligence, you're going to see that, okay, now I discovered something that I didn't know before. Now, uh, okay, based on that new findings, then I may want to go back and, you know, ask for some concessions from the seller, maybe reduce the price, you know, maybe, you know, ask the seller to do some repairs before we close. So those are part of the repair amendment. And so you want to make sure that you get to that as quickly as possible, right? Because if you run out of time, then, you know, you may lose the deal because you ran out of your option period or your due diligence period. So make sure that you get to get going on these things, you know, or, or at least have these things lined up even before you sign the deal, right? Because once you sign the deal, you should be ready to move. Okay, now financing your deal. How are you going to pay for it? You know, who, who, are, you going, who are you going to go with? Is the current loan assumable? Uh, who is your lender going to be? What are the terms? Did, they get, did you get a term sheet from the lender? You know, did you submit all the paperwork to make sure that you're qualified and things like that. So there's a lot of things that need to be done um, to make sure that the loan is going to be approved on time, right? So you don't want to have to go back and, you know, ask for more time. You know, again, you're driven by the contract, right? The contract states how many days you have to get the financing approval, right? If there's a contingency like that, or and how many days you have to close. So you have to make sure that, you know, take those things seriously and then move quickly as possible. All right, then obviously the appraisal is something the lender will order, you know, at the right time, you know, after they approved the property and after they also approved the, the financials for the borrowers. All right, so now we're talking about, again, we're going a little bit backwards now, but again, these things doesn't happen in order, right? So you may do a preliminary financial analysis as part of your acquisition process. But sometimes, you know, you don't have all the details, right? A lot of the time you don't get all the details, you know, and then once you get the details, you're going to go back and do the financial analysis again to make sure that your initial assumptions were correct and you're going to adjust your assumptions based on new findings, what you're finding in the, based on your due diligence, right? So review the P&L, which is a profit and loss statement. And, uh, you know, and then you're going to be creating your pro forma, right? Based on what do you think that you can do at the property? So always ask yourself, what makes you think that you can do anything better than the current owner, right? 
lot of people just make assumptions and which is not realizable. So you have to be very careful about, you know, that, you know, what you can achieve more or better than what the current owner is doing. So again, if there's an opportunity to improve the property and value add, which we covered in detail in one of our sessions, then you factor all that in into creating your pro forma budget for operations and also pro forma budget for your, uh, uh, for your capital improvements. And then uh, you also project your financials and your cash flow for the next five years, seven years, depending on how, how long you're going to hold the property. All right, now we're coming back to the location and market analysis. So make sure yet that you conduct a thorough market trend survey. And we covered that in our underwriting class about how to go about not only looking at the current rent analysis, but also looking at the market rent analysis, right? So you're looking at what's the current potential versus what is the future potential uh, after you do your rent analysis, right? So then you're looking at all the physical attributes of the property, the, you know, how easy it is to get to the property and get out of the property, you know, and you're looking at what is the transportation and what is, is there a best stop next door and next to it, or what's the development activity in the area? Is the area improving or is the area being revitalized or what is, you know, so all of that goes, goes into the location and market analysis. Uh, property inspection. Now, you know, even, finally, then we're going to get to the inspection, right? So you, you're going to start with the exterior inspection. You're obviously looking for safety issues first, right? Because those are liabilities, right? So look for any trip hazards, you know, damage steps, you know, loose railings, you know, where somebody can fall and sue you, right? So those are things that you want to make sure that you address first. And then obviously you're going to inspect the big items like roof, siding, painting, paint, you know, railing steps, parking areas, you know, to see if there's any damaged parking lots, you know, if you need to restrive the parking, all of that. Signage, for example, right? Uh, sidewalks, fences, gates, um, you know, dumpster enclosures. Dumpster enclosures most of the time need some repair. Like most of the time, these things are beat up, right? By the time, you know, you're acquiring the property. Uh, inspect the foundation, inspect the irrigation system, inspect the plumbing, and all of that stuff, right? And swimming pools, if there's a playground, inspect those equipment as well. Then you get into interior inspection, which is very similar to what do you do with the single family homes? Basically, you're looking for everything, right? You're looking for any previous water damage. You're looking at the electrical panels. You're looking at all the outlets, which is light fixtures. You're looking at the HVAC, you know, air vents, you know, you're looking at faucets, showers, cabinets, countertops, and all the appliances. So it's pretty standard inspection when it comes to the interior of the unit. Then uh, don't forget to inspect the common areas, right? So common areas could be, there could be a clubhouse, there could be a leasing office, you know, laundry room, storage room, uh, parking lot, uh, those, you know, any kind of a dog park or any, any recreational facilities they have. Uh, the fire room, right? If there's a fire sprinkler system in the property, you want to make sure that you inspect the fire riser and the fire room and make sure they are all operational and also certified by the city. Like the city has to inspect it every year at least. Right. So if there's an elevator in the building, obviously, you know, that's a major item. So you want to make sure that's that is inspected as well. All right. So now we're getting into the legal tax title and survey. So I bundle all of this together because they're all considered legal. So, you know, again, this is something that you want to engage an attorney to help you with this. So the title commitment, review the title commitments, look for any restrictive covenants or covenants on the deed. Uh, HOA bylaws, you know, study the HOAs, if there's one applicable. UCC filings is just a, a kind of a lien that might be on the property and also look for any mechanics liens or any other liens on the property. Um, you know, rollback taxes, again, that usually, you know, applies to when there's a change of use, 
let's say for example you know you know if, if there's a change of use for the property the city might decide to go back a few years and start you know charge you all the taxes right so you want to make sure that there's no implications of rollback taxes at the property and then uh, start working on your new company right you had to form an llc and file that llc paperwork and you know start capitalizing you know cap, cap you know start funding that llc so all of that stuff you know you should start be working on at the same time and then lease audit um, multifamily is pretty easy to do the lease audit it's very time consuming because it, there might be 100 leases to audit right you know you just have to sit down and go through them and write down get an abstract of how much deposit there is you know how much the rents are you know you know are they month to month when do the rent you know rent expire you're trying to compare the leases to what the rent roll that was provided by the landlord to make sure there's no discrepancies in case of commercial then it's much more more you know because these are bigger 5 10 year contracts right for an office and retail buildings things like that so you'll you'll be spending a lot more time doing that lease audit and a lot of them are going to be vary from one to the other so you'll be spending a lot more time and then estoppel certificates again that doesn't really apply to multifamily that's more for the commercial and look at the prorated rents and you know and make sure that the tenant profile hasn't changed significantly you know since you last looked at it uh, then now you're getting into operations and management. So this is where you have to decide on who's going to be the asset manager, who's going to be the property manager. Are you going to have in-house, uh, you know, your own management company, or you're going to hire people, or are you going to outsource it to another management company? What software are you going to use? What's you know to manage the property and you know accounting, and what software are you going to use for marketing purpose? You know, what are your, you know, which contractors are you going to use to improve the properties? How many people do you need to manage the property? Typically, you need a leasing agent. You need a, you know, you need a property manager. You need a leasing agent. You need a, a one or two contractors, depending on the size of the property. You need a porter. You know, you probably need some landscaping contractors. You need some pest control contractors, maybe some cases security contractors. So you look at all those things that goes into operating the property and then start putting the pieces together, right? How much, not only who are the, who are the people and resources that you're going to use and also how much it's going to cost you, right? So all of that goes into creating that operations and management uh, plan. Then uh, just to wrap it up, uh, beware of pro formas, right? I think a lot of people, a lot of the time, the seller or the seller's broker would give you a pro forma, right? You can't just take that pro forma blindly because they are always trying to show the best case scenario, right? They're always going to put something, you know, something, you know, they're always going to put something forward that is going to make the look, make the property look very attractive and also, you know, to make the returns look very attractive. Most of the time, what they put out there is not feasible. So you have to learn how to underwrite the properties yourself, right? You can't go with what they are telling you. I mean, when I say they, I'm saying talking about what the seller or seller's agent is telling you, right? You have to be able to do your own due diligence, come up with your own pro forma. So that's what I mean by beware of pro forma. So just be careful about, you know, I typically don't even look at the pro forma. I do the underwriting myself. Then at the end of my underwriting, I'll go back and look at their pro forma to see if we are even close. And most of the time I'm not even close, right? So um, make sure that, you know, zoning, a lot of people ignore this, right? I already mentioned that. Make sure that you check with the city to see what zoning changes are happening, not only at the property, but also in the nearby area, which may affect your property, you know, either you know, positive or negative, right? Uh, and then uh, capital improvements, very important to create the budget and, you know, plan for capital improvements on the property. And sometimes it's just taking care of different maintenance, right? That you had to, you know, you had to account for. Uh, make sure you have enough funds, you know, raise more capital than you need if you have to, uh, because you always want some enough funds 
in reserves, right? Because you don't want to have to go back to your investors and ask for money every every month, right? Um, you know, so you have to make sure that you have enough to cover for expenses until properties performing well. And everything validate, 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 right? Ask questions, as much questions as you can. Um, and then focus on the important numbers. You know, we don't want to do analysis paralysis. A lot of those little, little things, you know, we overlook, right? I mean, we don't really care about, you know, a $500 expense here, $1,000 expense there. We're looking at the big ticket items to see what's going on. What is the utilities? Are they trending up or down? You know, if most of the time you may see the utilities are trending up, right? The taxes, for example, you would always assume the tax is going to go up, right? Because after the sale of the property, you know, the tax may go up, you know? So those are all part of, your underwriting, your insurance costs may go up. And then think about, you know, what is your exit strategies as well? And always, always look at market cycles, right? To see, you want to understand how long this market has been going up, what's driving the market, and when is it time for a, a crash, right? Everything that goes up eventually will come down. That's typically what's happened historically. The market always goes up and down, right? So, um, you know, so you just have to be careful about is the market, what phase are you in the market, right? And there are analysis tools out there or analytics out there that you can get to see, you know, a, what, a, what, you know, where, you know, where that particular market might be uh, in, when you look at the overall market cycles. All right. So now that completes that section about due diligence. So as you can see, there's a lot to think about. And that's why we give you the checklist, right? So you can just go through, go around the list and make sure that, you know, I mean, this is not all encompassing because I'm sure that I missed a few things, but it's a starting point for you to look at to say, okay, I want to go down this list, check, 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 check. Uh, I don't care about this one. I don't care about this one. I don't care about this one. Check, check, check. Uh, this one I need to look more further, right? Because this is just a reminder that, okay, now you miss something uh, before you, you know, sign a big contract or before your due diligence period is over. So that's why we give you that document. All right, so now let's talk about how to split profits. So that was the original plan session for today. All right, so uh, uh, we, this is a case study we did, I think in week three. So we talked about a 16 unit apartment, a small deal, nothing, nothing major. And we underwrote this property in class. And here's, a, here's some of the assumptions we made, right? So here's a, you can see the, the cash flow the, in the initial investment you need is 432. And when you sold the property after holding for five years, you're going to get 939 as your sales proceeds. So this is the case study we did uh, in, the, in the previous week. Now you also can see the same thing here. So you can see that 432 here in year zero. So that's the money shown as negative because that's the money going out, right? And then you can see the, nine, the 939 as well, right? The 931 is, uh, is how much uh, that you, you know, after you sell the property and, you know, and pay off all the cost and pay off the loan, what's left over is the nine, $939,000. So you can see, so we create a cash flow table like this and then everything in between, right? So initially year zero is when you're buying the property because money is going out, right? Because that is how much money you need to spend to acquire the property. Then year one through year five, you're going to get some cash flow. Like year one, you're going to get 25,000. Year three, you're going to get over 53,000 and so forth. That's your cash flow from operating the property. And then when you sell the property, you're going to get your sales proceeds, right? So those, and then now the question is about how are, you, how are we going to split all this, right? So that's the, that is the topic today is how are we going to split this with your investors? And there are different models out there and there are, this is all negotiable. Uh, I'm just going to show you one model that's very common, right? 
Uh, but just, just just that you know, this is not the only way you can do it. There are so many different ways you can do how you split profits with your investors. All right, so what we're going to look at today is something called a preferred return and promote mop, uh, and a promote proposal. So it's typically called a perf and promote, right? So that is uh, the short form, perf and promote, and that's a very widely used model. So that's the one I'm going to show you today. So we need about 432,000. So if you remember here, that 432,000 is how much our initial investment is, and you can also see that here. So we're going to start with, you know, that's the money we need to raise. Where is that money going to come from, right? So we need $432,000 uh, to buy this property. Let's assume in this case that 90% of that is going to come from the investors and 10% is going to come from us, the managers or the promoters or the sponsors, whatever you want to call, right? We'll, we'll just use the term promoter, right? Uh, just to keep it simple. But same thing as managers or, uh, or uh, you know, managers or deal sponsors or uh, any, any of that, it's all the same thing. Now, uh, now you have, let's say we establish a, a preferred return at 7%, right? Meaning that the investors are going to get paid first 7%. And then if there's money left over, we're going to say we're going to split it 50-50, which seems to be fair, you know, in my mind, at least. And then when you sell the property, we're going to, after we, uh, we return the investor capital and pay all the expenses, whatever's left over is your profit, right? So that profit, we're going to split 80-20, meaning 80% of that profit goes to the investors because they put 90% of the money, right? And then the 20% goes to the, the promoter or the manager or, you know, class B shares or whatever you want to call it. So, so this is kind of the, the, the model. Now, like I said, again, you know, all of this is negotiable, right? It's based on what investors are willing to pay and what, you know, what other people are doing in the market and your expertise. You know, if you have a lot of expertise and a really good track record, you can actually charge more. You know, I've seen people do 50-50 split at the end, right? And things like that because they have established credibility and, you know, people want to invest with them. All right, so now let's look at the potential fees as the, as the manager. Or if you're a real, real estate agent, then it could be your broker fees and things like that, you know, that comes into play. So let's say the acquisition fee is $37,000 because you have to do a lot of work to get a property under contract and do the due diligence and you're putting your money on the line and things like that. So initially until, you know, everything is, you know, paid by or reimbursed by the investors and you had to probably, your travel expenses, you had to probably look at, you know, literally hundreds of properties before you get one on the contract. So there's a lot of work involved. So you have to recoup some of that money as typically as an acquisition fee. I put in 3% here because this is such a small property, but if it's a bigger property, it could be 1%, right? If you're talking about a 10, $20 million property, it could be 1% or 2%, things like that. So there's, again, that's all varies on the size of the property. Now here we have about $100,000 construction, right? So somebody has to manage that construction. So we are charging a construction management fee at 8%. So it's about $8,000. Uh, again, that's all going to happen in the first year, right? So that's based on our plan we looked at last week about we need to spend about upgrade all the units. Now we need to, you know, you know, do some work in the exterior. Somebody has to manage it, right? So you might as well, you know, if you want the time, you might as well be the construction manager. And then after that, for the next five years, somebody has to do the asset management. When, when we're talking about asset management, we are not talking about property management. Let's say you have the property manager that you hire or you outsource it to a property management company, but asset management is managing the property manager, that's the number one, and also managing the finances and coming up with strategies and executing the strategies. So that's all part of the asset management job. So 
you as a promoter are most likely going to be the asset manager of the property, right? So, and there's work involved, you know, you have to visit the property, you know, maybe once a month, you know, depending on what's going on there. Um, you know, you have to make sure you audit all the financials. You have to send the reports to all the investors monthly on what's going on at the property and, you know, and, and keep track of everything. You, know, you have to work with your CPAs to make sure thing, accounting is done properly, taxes are filed properly, make sure all the, you know, all of that is part of the asset management job, right? So, so you have to charge some money for your work, right? In this case, we are talking about maybe over the five-year period, you will get about $33,000 for this is a small property. And then disposition fee, again, when you go to sell the property, you know, you can charge a disposition fee. Now you have to, you know, get the property ready for marketing, you know, market the property and sell it. And again, it could be a broker commission, right? If you're a real estate agent, the acquisition fee and disposition fee could be broker commission. If you're not a real estate agent, then you decide if you're going to charge a disposition fee and acquisition fee or not. I mean, you don't have to charge anything, uh, but it all depends on if the deal is really good, you know, people can get a good return. They'll be willing to have more than happy to pay you for your, for your work, right? Because you are the one who the reason for that deal to happen. All right, so the total fees, as you can see, is about $132,000. So it adds up pretty quickly. And this is only a small property, right? This is a very small property where we are only raising about $400,000 total, right? Imagine, you know, the, what the fees would be if you're talking about a $10, $20 million property. All right, so again, uh, all the fees and splits are negotiable, right? So this is just one example. All right, so here's how it works, right? So now... So we can, again, we're looking at the same cash flow, 432 going out, 939 coming out, coming back when you sell the property, and here's all the cash flows in the middle. And we have 90% from the investor, 10% from the promoter. Now you can see the 7% return means that the investor put in uh, the 90%, which is $389,000, and we are putting in $43,000, right? Now the 7% preferred return means that they would get 7% of their investment which happens to be $27,000. But in year one, there's only $25,000 cash flow. So there's not enough to pay them the 27,000. So they get all of that money, right? The 25,000 what's available. Now that's not exactly 7%, right? Because that's below 7%, but that's all we have to distribute at this property. Now in year two, as the cash flow goes up, as the property gets more stabilized, you can see that they're going to get their full 7% first then we are also invested in the property, right? So we are also going to get 7% on our money. So that is, you know, that is the 27 plus three is 30, then we have 41, right? It's 41 total, 27 plus three, approximately 30,000 is distributed as part of your preferred return. Now, the next step is to look at what is excess. So again, 41,000, 30,000 went out, there's about $11,000 left over, right? In cash flow. How do we want to handle that? because we already gave them the preferred return of 7%. Now there's money left over to distribute. Now, in this case, we said that we are going to split it 50-50, right? So that's, the, that's what you see here, 50-50, right? That's what, so we get what is left over. Investors get half of that. We get half of that as promoters or the managers. And again, like I said, this is just one model, right? It could be same as, you know, 70-30 or 80-20 or whichever way, you know, you think is the right way to do it. Now, when you sell the property is the last step. So now you have uh, investor is going to get 794. That includes their 389, their, their original investment, right? So we are giving them their 389 plus 80% of the, the 506, which is the remain, which is the net sales proceeds, right? So that's how much they get. Then we get the 20% carve out, right? So this is called a carve out because we are now getting, you know, we're getting our money back, the 43,000 that we put in. 
plus we are getting a 20% of the five, five or six, right? That's a net sales proceeds. So we get 144,000 here. So you can see now you, by doing this, you're growing your wealth, right? So you can see, you know, you basically grew your wealth and you're getting a yield of 40% on your money, right? And that's about that 122,000 is total that you're getting. Plus you're getting all these potential fees, right? You know, in some cases. So you can see by being the active deal sponsor, it creates active income for you. Uh, obviously you have to work for it. And then it also creates passive income for you because from what you're working there, you're also getting a, a benefit uh, you know, at the end, especially if the property value goes up and you can sell it at a higher price. So this is one example of how to split profits with your investors. Very commonly done, you know, you usually have an attorney draft the paperwork to say, you know, some more, if it's bigger deals, you have class, class A shares, which is investor shares, class B shares, which are the manager shares. And then you write everything out, be very transparent about who, how you're getting paid and who's getting paid and, you know, all the different scenarios that can happen, right? If the property is not making money, then nobody gets paid. If the property is performing well, then this is how we're going to split it, right? And when you sell the property, if there is no profit, then nobody gets anything. If, but if there is profit, you know, after returning the investor capital, then this is how we're going to split it. So those are all, you know, in the documents that you create uh, and investors, you know, read and sign off, you know, before you acquire the property. All right, so now coming back to ROI Muse. So hopefully that gave you a good understanding about what we do as a company, right? The training, the level of training that we provide and the tools. And I didn't get into the tools today, but you can go back and watch the underwriting class from last week and you will know exactly, you know, what, how to analyze a property and how to, you know, how to plug in the numbers and how to calculate all these returns for you, right? You don't have to worry about calculating any of this thing. You just need to understand the process, right? Once you know the process and what, to, what numbers to input, then the system calculates everything for you. All right, so we provide very affordable and easy to use uh, tools and we provide hands-on training using case studies, activities, and tutorials and things like that. And most of you, I think by now are familiar with that. So that brings us back to our ongoing coaching program. So this one is a 12-week coaching program for multifamily and also for single-family investments. Now, we just started this a couple of weeks ago and we always, whenever we start a group coaching program, we allow people to come in late up to two weeks, right? So this is our, our week three is starting today. So right after this call at 2 p.m. Central time, we'll have a coaching call, which will be our week three coaching call. And then at the end of the day today, you know, we are going to close that, uh, close this opportunity because they we want one, we don't want people coming in, you know, too late because then they're not going to get the full benefit of it. Now, week one and week two, we've already recorded everything. You have all the activities and all of that stuff. So you can easily catch up, right? Week one and week two, because that's what basically fundamentals on, you know, we talked about wealth building strategies and we talked about different investment strategies and, you know, where, how to establish your investment criteria. So we haven't really got into the, you know, the, the, the meat of the course yet. So which will be starting today. So today we'll be starting with how to analyze single family rentals. And then next week we'll be talking about how to analyze fix and flip and wholesaling. And then after that, we'll move on to multifamily, right? For the next eight weeks after that, we'll focus mostly on multifamily uh, A to Z, right? How to find deals, how to acquire, how to analyze deals, how to underwrite deals, how to manage properties, you know, how to improve the value of the property, how to structure deals. And all of this that you're going to learn through hands-on training and uh, a lot of interaction between the coaching students, right? So it's very vibrant uh, way of learning. 
so the value of this property, this coaching program, you know, we estimate at about $3,000 based on how much our competitors are charging for this much value for 12-week program, right? And now we are going to offer it for basically just $97, right? $97 for the entire 12 weeks, one-time payment. It's not monthly or weekly, it's just one-time payment of $97. So I'll run you through what we're going to cover. Uh, so wealth building concepts, uh, investment strategies, off-market deals, how to find off-market deals and how to market for off-market deals, which is plugs right into Real Estate IQ, right? Real Estate IQ is probably the number one, you know, it, it is the number one provider of off-market leads. Now, uh, we're going to talk about CMA, uh, today, one of the topics that we'll be covering in the coaching call will be how to do the comms on single family properties and how to do the CMA as well. Right? So that's something that we, I'll be covering in about you know, a little bit over an hour from now. And then we're going to talk about rentals, BRR analysis. Uh, we're going to talk about fix and flip and wholesaling. Uh, due diligence, right? You know, which I covered due diligence here, but now we're going to go into very much more detail about how to do each one and what each one means. And then we're going to cover about uh, how to underwrite deals and how to analyze deals. And we're going to be using a lot of case studies. So you'll be practicing as you learn, right? That's the best way to learn is using case studies and you can actually plug in the numbers and see what happens, right? How things change based on the inputs you provide. Uh, we'll talk about the different exit strategies and tax implications and how to grow your wealth tax-free or tax-deferred. So those are some of the things we'll talk about. Leasing and management, not only single family leasing, uh, how to be compliant with fair housing and you know Americans with Disabilities Act and state and local uh, property code. And then we'll also talk about how to manage multifamily properties. You know, if it's a smaller property versus the larger property, what are some of the best ways to manage it? Uh, we'll talk about rehab and construction on both single family and multifamily, what you should do to increase the value of the property. And then we'll talk about deal structures much more in details. And we'll also look at different models for deal structures. Like the one we looked at today, then we'll look at other models as well. So the format is self-paced, right? So this is a this is spread over 12 weeks. So it's going to take you all the way till beginning beginning of 2021. So if there is, you know, so there's a lot of chatter about a lot of opportunities coming into the market, you know, at some time next year, right? So or or soon after. So this will this is course is intended to get you prepared for that, you know, that you can you know, take, you know, capitalize on any opportunities that may be coming our way, right? Because first thing is that you need to educate yourself, get your resources ready, you know, get your team ready. And that's the process that we want to want to take you through, right? You know, to step-by-step, step, how to establish your team, how to establish your processes, how to be ready to go, right? With, with all the financing and partners and everything you need. Uh, so it's self-paced. So you watch the classes anytime you want. You watch the videos, you do the activities, you do the case studies at your own time. But we recommend that you complete all the activities every week, right? You don't want to be left behind. I mean, you don't want to get too far behind. Uh, then case studies, same thing here. Then we do group activities and discussions. And then we have the weekly coaching call. The weekly coaching call is going to be on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Central every week. Except for Thanksgiving, then we'll do something different. But uh, if you miss the coaching call, that's fine because we're going to record it and then you can watch it later on. And we usually post it the same day or the next day after the call, right? So you don't, you're not going to miss anything if you can't be at the coaching call. That is just one aspect of the training, right? It's not all of it. And then we have our private, private Facebook group, which I'll show you in a minute. Uh, a lot of people, you know, a lot of good discussions going on there. Plus we have our, our own little boot club and our, our book club, book club that we have, we have a, you know, a book that we, we recommend every week for you to read because this is all part of your mindset training, right? You have to train your mind and your skills at the same time. And then we are planning to bring on one of the experts to do some mindset training uh, probably in the next week as well, so which will be free 
for all of our students to participate in that. Uh, that will be most likely be on a Thursday in the evening. So that I'm still working on the uh, working on the logistics on that. And then what's included, you know, we're going to cover everything multifamily, analysis, underwriting, deal finding, due diligence, management, deal structures. We're going to cover everything in single family investments, rental, BRRR, flips, wholesaling, finding deals, deal structures, right? So that's all that we're going to cover. And your bonus is we're going to give you access to our software for free for duration of this course. So that is a $105 value, right? Our course, our program is about $180. I mean, it's about $360 for the entire year, $30 a month. But we're going to give you three months access free, right? So it's not for the entire year, so don't get me wrong. We're giving you, for the duration of the course, we'll give you access to our software, and then we'll also give you some really good discounts if you decide to uh, subscribe to the software after the course or during the course. Uh, uh, I mentioned the multifamily due diligence, so that's one of the bonus uh, you know, books that we are providing. And here's what our our online resources looks like. So in this case, you can see that this is module two, which is investment analysis. And you can see the coaching call recording. So you can go back and watch it anytime you want, download the charts from the meeting. And also there's activity one and activity two, and also the answer files or the solution files. So you, you just follow along, do the activities, then check your answers with the solution file after you do the activity. And that's kind of the typical format. In week three, you can see it's more of a, a case study, right? So we're doing a multifamily case study and a different case study. So this is kind of the way we organize and give you, uh, you know, a different learning experience. Like we, we, and then we're going to give you the, the, the sample forms and templates and contracts and things like that. So we'll be discussing that as well. And, you know, and directly of our resources too, right? So you can, you know, get a head start building your team. So those are some of the things that we're going to include in the program. So again, everything that you're going to get here is about $3,500 value or $3,600 value. The coaching program, you know, the ROI Muse access for 12 weeks, uh, you get the due diligence checklist and the forms and everything. And all the price you're going to pay is only $97. So Jeff, if you don't mind, you can put that link. And the best way to sign up is, uh, we're going to put that link in the chat and you can just click on the link and pay for it. And then you'll get a welcome email from us uh, pretty soon. And then you'll be, uh, if you're free, then come to the two o'clock class today. And if you're not free today, then we understand. We'll, you can just wait for the recording, and then you know, then make sure that you put that on your calendar uh, to you know get on you know on track uh, with the rest of the program. All right. So again, just a recap, right? So this is everything that you're getting. You're getting full access to ROI Muse for 12 weeks. You're getting you know the 12-week coaching program. Uh, you're getting the due diligence checklist and all of that stuff. This is just a recap of how much the total value is and how much you'll be paying. And this is a final opportunity, right? I, like I mentioned, we already have 150 people in the, uh, in the group, right? So we, you know, we can accommodate a couple more people, a few more people. I'm doing this, uh, this because we have a relationship with Real Estate IQ and we had scheduled this five-week class you know, sometime back. And I want to you know, give you guys the benefit of you know, being able to join, even if you're only finding about, about this now, right? So, and like I said, after today, you know, we won't be taking anybody else after today because we'll be now week three. And then uh, you can wait for the next one. We may do something next year, but it'll definitely be at a different price. Right? This is the, you know, we want testing this program, uh, you know, for the first time, this particular format, right, for the 12 weeks. So that's why, you know, we, we are doing it for $97. All right. So hopefully if you have any questions, you can reach out to support at or you can also email us and we will send you the link to sign up. 
And you know, I, I put two hours. You know, if, you, if you're wanting to come on board, please make sure that you sign up in the next couple hours, or at least contact us in the next couple hours to sign up, right? Because we want to close it down so we can move on with the program. <clears throat> and for whatever reason, if you're not happy, we'll, you know, after 30 days, you know, you can ask for your money back, right? So we want to make it easy for you to do business with us. So if you're thinking about this, you know, something that you really want to do, go ahead and sign up. Because if you, for whatever reason, if you think that this is not for you or you don't like the format or you don't like me, then, you know, you can cancel and we'll give you money back, you know, but you had to request that cancellation within the next 30 days, within the first 30 days. Okay, so here is some of the testimonials. So, you know, some of the people are already in the program, right? Uh, so it's excellent, excellent experience, great coaching experience. 12-week group coaching has been very engaging. Joseph is very knowledgeable. Uh, Nelly says, great content. Um, Alex says, highly, highly recommend this for any real estate agents and investors. Uh, Bruce says, uh, great organization, assisting commercial brokers. So this is actually some of the feedback we're getting from, we have another track that's for commercial brokers. So some of this feedback is from that group. And then uh, Joe and his team at Dara Muse put an outstanding tool for real estate investment analysis. Um, so you can see what Jim says here. These guys provide quality commercial real estate training. So when you say commercial real estate, the multifamily is also considered commercial real estate, right? If you're a multifamily property, one to four unit is considered residential, five units plus is considered commercial, right? So, so the, we, we specialize in commercial training and most comprehensive training. I can go on and on and on. And even, I mean, these are all from our Google site. So you can go online and look for ROI Muse reviews and then you will see the same reviews, right? And more uh, on, our, on the Google page. All right, so uh, again, uh, the best way to sign up, uh, email support, you can click on the chat, look at the chat and I think Jeff put the link there. So you can click on the link and sign up. It's a one-step click and take straight to our payment page and then you're all set, right? And just wait for the welcome email and invitation to the next meeting or which, which is coming up in an, in, in an hour or so. Now, the other way you can do that is you can email support at ROIMuse.com. ROIMuse is one word. And then uh, we will send you the same link uh, if you need to run now. And if you want to you know, think about it a little bit and then sign on, then email support at ROIMuse.com. And uh, just ask for the 12-week multifamily and single-family coaching. So because we have different programs and different different initiatives going on, so make sure you ask for the 12-week coaching program. All right, so that is all I have. We have time for some questions. Uh, I'll go back and put this chart on. So if anybody wants to write that down, and you can do that. But uh, Jeff, do we have any questions? Or let me look in the chat as well. Yeah, so let me take over the slides. Um... Right now, so I, everyone, I have posted the link for you to sign up for um, the course for ROI Muse with, J, with Joseph James. So just click on that to sign up right now, or you can save it um, if you still need like a few minutes of thinking or you wanted to do it later. So just um, copy and paste that to your computers. And also, if you need, um, if you wanted to, if you have questions about this or about the program, I have included the, the links in the chat box as well. Um, so you can contact support at ROIMuse.com or you can contact um, Joe. So I have posted them in the chat box so, as well. Look like, uh, Jeff, we have a couple of questions from Sanjay Gatani. Uh, so yeah. I'll, I'll answer those. The first question uh, for everybody's benefits, are the classes only during daytimes? I'm working and cannot attend the classes. So uh, Sanjay, you know, like I mentioned, the, the coaching call is on Thursdays at 2 p.m., 
but that is just one aspect, one of the 10 things that we do, right? So you can go back and watch the recording of the coaching calls if you're not able to attend them live because we record all of that. But most of the learning is going to come from you watching the, the coaching call recording or from watching the video tutorials or doing the activities on your own and also you know, participating in the Facebook group and things like that, right? So it's all, there's you know, 10 different ways we are, we are teaching this and the coaching call is the only thing that is live but that's also the quarter, right? So you're not going to miss anything. We have several students that have full-time jobs like you are, and they just, you know, they want to participate in this program and there's no perfect time to make it work for everybody. So uh, yes, you will be, you know, if you can join some of those calls, great. If not, just watch the replay. Uh, I think the second question from Sanjay is, uh, you're located in Dallas. Will you be discussing properties in Dallas region? Yes, most of the case studies we're going to do will be in the Dallas region. But we have people from coast to coast. In fact, we have people international. I know we have some people who registered from, uh, from is in Israel and some other countries. But we have people in this program coast to coast. We have people from Florida. We have people from California and, in, and everywhere in between, right? So it's not about specific to Dallas, you know, but, you know, because I'm in Dallas, some of the examples we'll be looking at would be properties in Dallas. Hopefully that answers that question. All right, yep, so if so, you have anybody else's questions, you can post it in the Q&A session. Yep, um, let us know. So while we give some few commercials and reminders from Real Estate IQ, make sure to post your questions in the chat box or Q&A box so that before we end the webinar, we, sure to, we are sure to cover everything um, about the program. So again, this event is brought to you by Real Estate IQ, the number one in deal finding, and we guarantee that you will always find a deal with Real Estate IQ. And also, we invite you to answer a very quick survey just right after this webinar. So once you, um, you, know, once you close the, the room or once we ended the session for today, you will be automatically routed to a, uh, to a link. So in that link, you can answer our polls and you know, we can on how we can improve our services or what topics might interest you as well so we can have them with our webinars. And if you have questions about our services, you can always contact our customer service. So the contact details are in the screen right now, and we will be posting that in the chat box as well. So, and our team guarantees a two-hour response. So we also have freebies that we offer you by answering our polls. So the, the third poll is up right now. So all you have to do is answer that. So um, you, know, you might be the lucky winner for our raffle. And if in any case that you missed our free 45-minute one-on-one deal-finding poll, all you have to do is put in the chat box demo, please, so that you know, we can list your names and make sure to sign you up for this one-on-one deal-finding training. We invite you as well to join our community group. So this works like Facebook. So this is a couple of groups from a lot of investors and our speakers as well. So all you have to do is go to community.realestateiq.co to sign up for free and communicate and do networking with other investors as well. And for our future events with Real Estate IQ, just go to realestateiq.co slash events so that you can sign up early for our future webinars. And right now on your screen, the contact details are, um, are displayed with, uh, for, for Joseph James. So all you have to do is copy that or you wanted to write it down or just uh, copy and paste that from the chat box as well. So that to make sure that you can uh, communicate with Joe if ever you have questions, let's say, in the future. So we have a question here, um, Joe from Ashback. He says, 
which investment is good, residential or commercial? Oh, oh thanks for that question, uh, Ashpak. Uh, I think it's going to depend on where you are. So that's part of the coaching program where we teach you not only what are the different strategies and to decide, you know, which one do you want to tackle first, right? So a lot of people start in single family, they go to multifamily, you know, some people go straight into multifamily. It depends on how much access to cash you have, how much are you going to be a passive investor or active investor? You know, what is your goals? There's a lot of things to consider to, because it's, you know, I'm, either one is good, right? It's not like multifamily or commercial is better than residential. It all depends on, you know, what is, uh, what is the best uh, for your particular situation. And that's something that we cover in detail in our coaching program. Okay, and I think there's one more question here from Sheila. Um, yep. I'm a new investor. Is this for experienced investors? Uh, no, Sheila, this is actually for people. We make the assumption that you're starting new, that you're a newbie is the assumption for this program. So we build you up from ground up, right? So basically from the fundamentals of real estate investing, mindset training, all the way to the skills training, uh, we build you up uh, from the beginning. But we also have a lot of people that have a lot of experience in the group. So you're going to learn from the people, the, your peer group, right? So you'll be networking with other people in our group. You know, we always do like a networking session that where people, you know, get an opportunity to talk about with other people. And you're all, a lot of people are communicating on our Facebook group, private Facebook group for just for this program. So you're going to not only learn from the basics, but you're also going to learn from some experienced people. Our, our discussions are a lot of the time interactive because people will chime in and, you know, put their two cents of what their opinion is. And we always welcome people uh, to give their opinion, right? So you're going to learn from a lot of different people. All right, thanks so much, Joe. And thanks so much, Sheila. So let me just go back to uh, the previous session in the chat box. So um, I think we have already answered that, Ashback, about the, um, uh, the course fee and the, if the sessions are recorded or live. So Joe, um, if you wanted to elaborate more of that, of the pricing for the session and if it's recorded or live. Yeah, so Ashpak, everything is, um, you know, we only have one live event a week, right? But that's recorded, so you can always catch up after, after the fact. And then, but most of your learning is going to be from the activities and all the other discussions that happens, right? So there's a lot of things happening. So if you miss the live call, that's no big deal. Uh, and I think EJ has a question about, oh, EJ, uh, ROI Muse, one word, is the right website. ROI Dash Muse is just our marketing website. Uh, so that, you know, we are still working on that. So if you go to ROI-Muse.com, you know, ignore that one for now. That's just our marketing site. So ROI-Muse is our app site. You can also go use app.ROI-Muse.com, one word, to get to our tool, tools as well. All right. Thank you so much, Joe. And um, we have a question from Chad. Okay. Um, Chad said, um, what are the software the softwares that you offer okay so we offer um, we offer commercial deal analysis uh, we offer multifamily deal analysis we offer on the residential side we offer fix and flip brrr rental property analysis you know we have a rehab estimator tool and then we'll keep adding more features and more tools as we go along so those are the tools that we currently have that you get all of that uh, for that one low price I um, mean, you get access to all of that when you join the coaching program for 12 weeks. But after that, you know, we'll give you a really good discount as a coaching student uh, if you want to continue to use the software. Our software, like I mentioned earlier, is very affordable and our trainings are different and also affordable. 
All right. Thanks so much, Joe, and um, everyone. Um, the the link to, to the subscription or to sign up for the class with ROI Muse is in the chat box. So again, don't miss this opportunity. Just like what I've said in the previous weeks, you know, I know how much co coaching works uh, costs. So this is very a really, really rare opportunity for everyone. So if I were you, don't miss this chance, to be honest, because and it's already two o'clock, you know. So, you know, the class might are going on right now, probably, Joe. Yeah, no, it's two o'clock central time. So in about 15 minutes, we'll be starting our next coaching session. Yeah, so group, it's... Group coaching session. Yeah, it's, there's still a lot of time for you to catch up. So everyone, I think um, there's no more questions in the chat box. Let me just double check that. Uh, yep, and in the Q&A box, I think we're all cleared. So everyone, again, we invite you. Don't miss this very, very greater chance from Joe. So make sure to grab that opportunity. And for everyone, if in any case that you have future questions with ROI Muse or Real Estate IQ, um, the details are in the chat box. So before we end the webinar, I'll be staying here for like um, one or two minutes just to make sure that you copy everything from the chat box. So Joe, as expected, we always learn from you. And thank you so much for your time. We expect to have future more series with you, Joe. So again, Joe. Ab 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 absolutely, yes. Not this year, Jeff. I'm really booked up till end of the year, yeah. but I think we'll do something beginning of next year. But yeah. it was a pleasure doing the series with Real Estate IQ. And, uh, you know, I enjoy every session here. And you've been a great host. And, Thank you so uh, much, Joe. Great experience working with you as well. Yeah, it is my pleasure to host your webinars. And for everyone, for all of our attendees who caught up with all of the webinars, in this series. We thank you so much for your time. So everyone, again, thank you so much for your time. We enjoyed um, this series. We enjoyed having you here in our sessions, and we hope to see you in the future for our webinars and more series with Joseph James. So everyone, thank you so much again. Have a great day and stay safe. Thanks, Joe. Bye for now. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Stay safe. You know, best, best of luck to everybody. Talk soon. Yep. Bye for now. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.